again. So ask Brother DeMuth to preach this morning. Amen. So we want him to come. Amen. And take his liberty in the Lord. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. How many knows that if God be for us, nobody can be against us? Amen. Amen. And it's not an if. God is for us. Amen. He is for us. Amen. He is not against us. Sometimes it feels like he's either not there or he's against us, but he's for us. Amen. Let's sing this song this morning. Oh, hallelujah. God be for us. Who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Just have faith in the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is for us today. He is for us today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is for us today. Amen. He is for us today and every day. Amen, amen. Amen. The the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. We have the mighty weapons of God at our be, at our, in our hands. Amen. And so we serve a mighty God. And we are His people. Amen. We are His people today. Amen. We're going to read one scripture this morning. Just one scripture. Amen. Everybody in this room could almost quote it. Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28. And we know. Finish it. Amen. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And that's going to be my title today is according to his purpose. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today for every part of this service. Every moment that we've been here today has been a blessing. Lord, you have confirmed your word already today. You have confirmed your your spirit and your power, your anointing in this place. You've confirmed it through the music. You've confirmed it through the testimonies, Lord. And Lord, I believe, God, that what you have today for us is for us today, Lord Jesus. You are for us today, Lord Jesus, and not against us today. Hallelujah. I pray that the words that I speak today would be in words that would uh, lift up and edify today. Lord, edify your people today. Father, we pray in Jesus' name and clap your hands to the Lord, giving Him thanks and praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. According to His purpose. Amen. It's not according to our will. Amen. Jesus, uh, one of the last things that he prayed, the last things that he said before he went to the cross was, not my will, but thine be done. He was trying to get out of it. He said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. And so we find ourselves... Many times in our walk with God, asking the Lord that same question. Not maybe in those words, but 
we find ourselves saying, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Get me out of this. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would just let somebody else go through this. Not me. Amen. But the path he's chosen for us is the path that we have to walk. And that's what the Lord realized. He's not going to get out of it. Matter of fact, he didn't want to get out of it. Amen. He knew what he was to do. Amen. And so the purpose, amen, that word purpose, I'm going to kind of key on that word today, according to his purpose, amen, is uh, the purpose of the infinite God and the almighty God is eternal in nature. It's not down here where we live. It's eternal. It's above, the Bible says, what we can imagine or think. It's above. His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and His plans are way above what we can even imagine they might be for. Amen. And so we have to realize that this this life that we're living here is just, we're here temporarily, and it's not a life like people out there that are lost are living. We have chosen to step into this place into this realm, into this walk. And so He has a purpose for our lives today, each one of us. Individually, uniquely, He's got a purpose. And so He's looking beyond where we are in our present life. All we can kind of dwell on sometimes is where we are in the present. Our current circumstances, our situations, all the pains and aches and all the turmoil that we feel like we're going through, that's all we can kind of focus on sometimes. But God is way up here. He's much higher. Amen. And so He's looking at down the road, because the Bible says that He knows the end from the beginning in your life. He already knows how it's going to end. He already knows what you're going to do before you decide to do it. Amen. He has set us on a path as we have chosen to serve Him. And so our God doesn't fret about what, what's happening in our lives. We may fret about it, but God doesn't fret about what's going on in our lives. He's got everything in control. Amen. It says in Luke 11 and 2, it says, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. And the way I kind of like to look at that scripture is, as it's already been determined in heaven, it's going to be done on earth. Because he's already determined his will in heaven. He's not waiting around for us to go through our circumstances so he can say, Aha, now I know what to do. No, Oh man, that one really caught me off guard. He's not, that's not how he works. That's not how he, he operates. And so when the Lord chose Israel to set them apart for his own, he gave them principles and he gave them patterns. Somebody wrote a book about patterns. You ought to get it. A little plug there. <laughs> it's a good book. According to the pattern. According to the pattern. According to his purpose. And so, amen, he gave them a tabernacle. Amen. He gave them a way to approach to him. He didn't just send Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. You know, they prayed to Moses. I mean, they prayed to God for 400 years to deliver them out of bondage. And so what did God do? He sent somebody. Then, In the process of getting Moses there, he had to do some things in Moses' life to prepare him to do the job. And so, and so he gave them this tabernacle in the wilderness so they could come and meet God and he could meet with his people and he could worship. He could, they could worship him and he could minister to them. Amen. And so isn't that much like our walk with God today? We come to a place to meet with Him. And He comes into this place. He enters into this place as we invite Him into this house. And He comes and ministers to each one of us. You know, I don't know, Brother Parker doesn't know the circumstances and situations specifically in each one of your lives, but God does. 
He is an infinite, almighty God. He knows where you are right now. And so in that pattern of the tabernacle, there was this one piece of furniture called the table of showbread. And on that table of showbread, that, that table was made from acacia wood, and it, it weighed about 600 pounds. It was covered completely with, with pure gold. And so on that table of showbread was placed 12 loaves. And those, those loaves were replaced every seven days with brand new fresh loaves that were baked by the, the Levites. Amen. The Levites, when they baked this bread, they got wheat and they got, uh, uh, they got salt and they got oil and they got wine from the people of Israel. They brought it to the priests and the priests used those ingredients to make this bread. It was a very special recipe that was done a very special way. Uh, the studying that I'd done said that 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 wheat was sifted 11 times before it was used in the bread and so it was very it was the high quality wheat it was the the very best because they wanted that bread to be the very best and so they would bake that bread and so they had a ceremony where they would replace that bread every 7 days amen and so those 12 loaves of bread represented the 12 tribes of Israel God's chosen people and so that was a representation of the twelve tribes of Israel being before the Lord each and every day. And so that word purpose, as I was studying the Scripture, and the Lord was really kind of quickening me to that word purpose. And so I did a little bit of a study on that word purpose, and it actually means table, it means showbread. And so it's talking about according to His purpose, according to His willingness to set us before Him every day. Because, you see, we are spiritual Israel are we not we are spiritual Israel and so we are his handiwork we are his workmanship we are the one that he delivered and saved we are the ones that he put his spirit inside and so he sets us before him every day amen we are uh, one one uh area that I was studying talked about a face-to-face situation where we were face-to-face with almighty God and so and so each and every each every seventh day, amen, that fresh bread was set before, amen. And so God has put in us, and that, that the unique thing about that bread was it was leavened. You know, we hear many times in the Bible about the unleavened bread that they had to use. But in this case, the bread was leavened. Why was that? Amen, because the, the bread, the leavened bread represented prosperity. It represented the good things of God. Amen. And what was the leaven for in the bread? The leaven was in the bread. It was a change agent in the bread. It just took normal weed and flour and salt and oil and wine, and it turned it into something that tasted really good. Amen. And so that leaven, what did it do? It, it brought about change in that loaf over time before they baked it and that 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 loaf of bread would rise amen and so the holy ghost in our life is that leaven amen and that change agent we've allowed that change agent into our life amen to cause a begin to because a, a change a transformation in our life amen and uh, the new the new westminster dictionary of the bible states that in the old testament period these 12 loaves set in the presence of the lord probably signified the constant communion of his people with him in the in those things which his bounty proved and that and they enjoyed in his presence and used in his service so it was all about the bounties and the blessings of god amen and so god has set before him today 
Amen. And we read that scripture sometimes and we can quote that scripture, but I think sometimes we fail to realize what it's really saying. And we know that all things work together for good. Amen. What are all things? All things are anything that's happening in your life. Amen. Whether it be good or whether it be bad, whether it be something you want or something you don't want. I don't know anybody that wants to be sick. I don't know anybody that wants to be destitute. I don't know anybody that wants to go through a trial or a test or a circumstance in their life that is uncomfortable. We all like our comfort. Amen. <laughs> that was kind of the problem with Israel when they were uh, in the in the desert. They were they were always grumbling and complaining about something. Amen. And and so we find in in a particular uh, area where they were they were about they were almost to the to the promised land and and they were they had gone before the Lord and said help us to defeat these Canaanites and so they defeated the Canaanites, amen. And so right after they had their this defeat and this great victory, amen. The very next scripture says that they started complaining and murmuring about the food and the water. And the trip and how hard it was. Now, how many times in our walk with God do we find ourselves complaining and murmuring about stuff that's just so inane that it doesn't really even matter? Amen. We, we have been chosen and set apart as God's people, as His spiritual Israel. Amen. Amen. One day, somebody get, put a scripture in our mind. They, they, they dropped a scripture in our mind, and they were trying to reach out to us. And so they planted that seed, and that seed began to grow. And we found ourselves at an altar of repentance. We found ourselves saying to the Lord, okay, I understand. I realize my circumstance. I realize I'm a sinner. I realize that I need you. And so I'm taking my hand off the wheel. I'm, I'm changing seats with with you, God, and I'm putting you in the driver's seat, and I'm taking the passenger seat now. And so I'm not going to be driving this bus anymore. Amen. And so we have submitted ourselves to Him and made ourselves available for His purpose and for His use, according to His purpose. And so salvation was offered unto us, and we willingly received it. Amen. Nobody made us take this. And so as Christians and as Holy Ghost-filled apostolics, we should have a calm assurance and a confidence in the God that saved us. He intends nothing but good for us. Amen. How many believes that? He intends nothing but good for us. Even though it doesn't seem like that sometimes, when we entered into that relationship with Him, we understood that. Amen. And so as we wind our way through whatever process that uh, He has, has us going through, our attitude should be one of thankfulness has already been brought out here this morning, and a willingness to walk the path that He's chosen for us. As the Lord said, Nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done. Amen. It's easy to quote that Scripture. Amen. In a moment of, in a time when we are at that moment where we're committing and dedicating our life to the Lord, it's a whole lot harder to continue to live out that Scripture in our life. Amen. To say that word to ourselves every day, subconsciously or otherwise, nevertheless. It's not my will, Lord Jesus, anymore. It's, it's your will. It's not my plan. It's your plan. It's not my process. It's your process. I don't get to have a say. Because I don't, you know, have you ever been driving down the road and somebody reach over and try to grab the wheel while you're driving? <laughs> Uh, 
And what is your initial response if you're a driver is, get your hands off the wheel. What are you doing? You're going to make us wreck. Right? That would be, what are you doing? Only one person can drive this vehicle. But when we do that, what does God do? He just hands off the wheel and says, okay, you want to drive? I thought you said you wanted me to drive, but I'll let you drive. He's a gentleman. Amen. He'll let us mess up our our process. And then when we find out we've messed up our process, he'll say, we'll say, okay, God, put your hands back on the wheel. Okay. And we we got to learn like that sometimes. Amen. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Amen. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. In everything you go through, give thanks. It's the will of God. Keep telling yourself that. Amen. Keep reminding yourself that you are like that showbread that is before the presence of the Lord every day and that He means nothing but good for you. Amen. I have to find myself looking at circumstances and situations like, you know, things that just happen in life. And I, and I find myself saying, thinking to myself, what is in this? What is God doing in the midst of this situation? Why was I alt routed off the highway for two hours? Why, why did this happen? Why did that? God is delivering us. He's moving in our lives. He's causing us, just like the lady at the subway, He's causing us to go down a path we hadn't intended on going that day. All because of a soul. Amen. So in the midst of, uh, of our circumstance and our situation, we have to remember that God is in control. Uh, my wife and I, uh, a couple of years ago, we took a, a missions trip, an AIM, uh, Associates and Missions trip, back to Okinawa, Japan. Japan was, was the place where we found the Lord. We found this truth there. And, and so we went back to that place in 2008. And so after we got back... Uh, circumstances and situations once again begin to happen in our life. And, you know, that's how God operates, through circumstances and situations in our life to kind of direct us. And so we were in the process of looking for another place to rent, to draw, to get ourselves closer to the city of Louisville. And so we kept going to this one area and, and looking at houses and looking at rentals. And every time we go to put a, a bid on a house or go to put in a, a contract on a rental the, the door would close and that that would go to somebody else and we kept wondering what is going on here and so we ended up buying a house in this other neighborhood on this in this other city nearby there and we thought okay this, maybe he just wants us to live here well it wasn't long after we moved in there that this family moved in across the street shay and dave and their kids and and little did we know that god had placed us there i believe now that I can look back on it. God placed us in that house to reach that family with this gospel because that young lady, it went, it was like zero to 60 in, in two seconds. It went from, hi, how you doing? Oh, you're Christians to her knocking on our door almost every night. Would you, can we get together and pray? Can we hold hands and pray together? And, the, and one thing led to another and that young lady ended up in one of our church services and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it was so powerful because she couldn't stop talking in tongues for hours after she got the Holy Ghost. She'd, ever, she'd try to say something and it would just tongues would just keep rolling out of her mouth. Amen. And so God slapped her full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so 
you know, fast forward to today. Here she is still living for God, still going to the church, and her husband, her fiancé is still not quite there yet, but he's coming. And this is a guy that was doing Dungeons and Dragons, and he was all, he had wanted nothing to do with church, and, and now he's, he's forsaken that, and now he's coming to the church and being faithful and listening to the preaching. And so my wife was telling me that this last Wednesday they had a, a class that they were doing downstairs in the building for the, the new converts and people that are potentially new converts is seven steps of salvation. And so this one guy in the church that really hadn't been teaching that lesson for some reason ended up down there teaching that lesson. Well, he really ministered to Dave. And and Shay was telling my wife that when they were riding home from church last Wednesday, Dave was going, wow, wow, that God was really ministering to me. I'm talking about the plan and the purpose and the will of God according to his purpose. And so, so Dave went, they went home and, and, and I've, this guy, this, this family, it's like my son and my daughter. And, and so Dave really was touched and moved by this. Well, Thursday, his brothers all who aren't in church, who one of them's divorced, they call him up. And so it's this cryptic phone call and he won't really say what it's about. And he says, well, I gotta go. So And my wife happened to be there eating dinner, and so he just kind of abruptly left. So long story short, he ended up going out and meeting his brothers at the bar. <laughs> so here's somebody that re- God really got a hold of Wednesday night, and immediately Thursday, the enemy's already after him. You know, he's been talking about contemplating baptism and all these things, and it's really starting to get in there. And so the amazing thing is, is that when he, we found this out later, when he got to the bar... He realized he had left home without his driver's license and his wallet. <laughs> and so this is a guy that's 35 years old. He does not look like he's 19. Full beard and everything. And the lady at the bar would not serve him alcohol because he didn't have his driver's license. <laughs> and so Dave immediately, I believe, realized what was going on, that God stopped him from doing that. Amen. And I said all that to say we didn't understand why God was telling us to buy this house in this neighborhood that was kind of, in our opinion, kind of a ghetto neighborhood. But God was putting us there for the for Dave and Shay. And God's still working in their lives today. And thank God that we just submitted to that and said, okay, it doesn't make sense, but we're going to do what you say. And sometimes in our life, we're going to have situations, not, I shouldn't say sometimes, a lot of times we're going to have situations in our life that we don't understand. God, this doesn't make sense. That's exactly how he wants it. He doesn't want it to make sense. It makes perfect spiritual sense. It doesn't make sense to us. Amen. And so God puts us in places. He put uh, Moses in a place where he put him. Amen. The Bible says that he was raised as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. But God had greater plans for Moses than that. God was preparing Moses to be the one to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt. God used Joseph. Amen. God caused Joseph to go through all kinds of problems with his own brothers, selling him into slavery and being accused of rape and having to go to jail and go to prison for all these things that he didn't do. All to prepare his character to be the man of God that he needed to be when he was selected to be second in command over all of Egypt. 
Amen. God is already, He's already there before we get there. Amen. It's all according to His purpose. It's all according to His purpose. Amen. And, you know, the people of Israel, they were right on the edge of the promised land. They were right on the edge. They were almost there. All that generation, that, that wicked generation that was delivered out of Egypt had died off. Forty years had passed. That generation was gone. And so God was moving them forward. They were almost there. They were having these victories and these, these battles. And God was giving them victory. And here they were still murmuring and complaining and saying, if it was up to us, we'd go back to Egypt. And how many times do we find ourselves saying, almost thinking like, I, I, th- I think I'd rather go back. Amen. The enemy comes into our mind and he causes us to think unthinkable things after God's delivered us out of all that he's delivered us from. James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience or endurance. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire Wanting nothing. That's the hardest part for us. We want to be like Israel. We want to murmur and complain about the food. We want to murmur and complain about the little things. When God's doing big things in our life. Amen. And we, we don't understand that He is working all things together for our good. Amen. And even more important than that, I believe, for myself, God is working all things together for His good. His purpose. His plan. My, my purpose and my plan doesn't matter. Amen. I have a lot of great ideas, but they're not ideas that God would think of. It's not the way He would do it. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. We're running a race. Amen. It's not a, a casual walk. We are running a race. It's a serious situation. Amen. And so looking unto Jesus, it says, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. It's just like the turtle that they found up on the post and somebody said, well, he didn't get there by himself. (laughs) We didn't get here by ourselves. Amen. We came to an altar of repentance and we gave up. We gave in. We gave him control. Just like that song, Jesus, take the wheel. We gave him the wheel. Amen. We let him be the controller of our life. Amen. And so whatever happens is happening for his will. For it says, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's all according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. He didn't deliver the people of Israel from their trials. When they were there murmuring, complaining about the food after their victory, what did he do? The Bible says that he sent serpents to bite the people. So he didn't deal, he dealt with their attitude. He dealt with their murmuring and their complaining. He didn't, he didn't even listen to them murmuring, complaining. He dealt with their attitude and God will deal with our attitude. Amen. And so I want to have the right attitude. And, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about that thorn in the flesh, that thing that, that the messenger of Satan was sent to buffet him. It says in Second uh, Corinthians 12 and 7, Unless I should be exalted above measure 
through the abundance of the revelations, God was giving him some mighty revelations. God was showing him some mighty things, and it would have been very easy for him to get all puffed up and lifted up and thinking, I'm the man, I'm, I'm the minister, I'm the one that God has chosen. But, but God sent this. He says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. When I think of something that was given to somebody, I think of a gift. <laughs> so that thorn in the flesh, that messenger of Satan, was a gift. He probably didn't want that gift. Matter of fact, it says that the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And it said he asked the Lord three times to take that thorn in the flesh away. And then what did the Lord tell him? My grace is sufficient. Go ahead. For my is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Amen. His grace is sufficient today. Amen. We don't understand what we're going through sometimes. How quickly we forget where God brought us from. How quickly Israel forgot. You know, you can read through the Old Testament and you can see over and over and over how Israel forgot. And we, in our day, we sit that back and read that and go, wow, how could they keep forgetting? <laughs> but we're no different. How can we keep forgetting the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God? How can we allow ourselves to get into that grumbling attitude, that attitude of complaining and murmuring, not realizing the mercy and the grace of God, as Sister Linda brought out, is so in effect in our lives, beyond what we can imagine or think. Amen. And, and so we, ha- we have to be careful and watch ourselves and not allow ourselves to get into that rut. Of murmuring and complaining, amen. First uh, Peter two and nine says, "For ye are a chosen generation; we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, amen. A peculiar people, a special—not peculiar as weird, but a special set-apart people—that you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness." Into his marvelous light. I didn't get out of darkness by myself. All right? God had to deal with me. God had to draw me. He had to call me. He had to pull me to himself. Amen? And I had to willingly acknowledge, hey, I'm in darkness. And I need his light. Amen? Which in time past were not a people. Amen? Before we were serving God, we were just out there. Amen? We were lost deep in sin. Headed down to a a place called hell. You know, how many knows that hell is real? Hell is a real place, amen. And there's people outside the doors of this building that are going there right now. Amen. And so all that I'm saying here today about the purpose and the will of God is that it's his purpose and his will for this church to be here. And it's his purpose and his will for us to be out there, amen, reaching the lost. Amen. And. It's all according to His purpose. And so we've been chosen and set apart according to His purpose today. Brother Miller, if you'd come. We've been chosen and set apart according to His purpose, not according to our will or our purpose. Amen. There's souls in this city that I have to reach. There's souls in this city that none of you, as long as you've lived here, will ever come in contact with. But because of where the Lord has placed me, I am positioned in a very unique and strategic place to be in contact with these people, just like this guy, Don Clapp, that I'm working with. No, none of you all probably would have ever met him. 
But the Lord placed me, just like he placed me there for Shay and Dave. Amen. I didn't understand why the Lord was calling me to Wisconsin. I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't like it. Even though this is God's country. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. But I did not, I did not understand it. I'm not going to sit here and be all spiritual on you and claim I understood it. I didn't. But neither did Moses, neither did Abraham, neither did Joseph understand why they were going through what they went through. But it was all according to the purpose and the plan and the will of God. And this is all according to the purpose and the plan and the will of God. And I don't know what the end of this thing is going to be. Amen. But He does. And I can have a trust and a confidence and a faith that God knows what He's doing. Amen. Amen. Because I know I, I can look back in my life and, and see every single time that I've tried to stick my hand back on the wheel, it got messed up real quick. <laughs> Amen. You try somebody tries to grab the wheel while you're driving and you're just you're all over the road. You're not going straight anymore. You're 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 gonna crash. Amen. So God has chosen us today. Now let's all stand around this place. God's chosen you today. He's chosen me. Your situation is very unique from mine, and mine is unique from yours. Amen. And each one of us has a purpose and a reason and a goal that we are trying to reach. Amen. Amen. Brother Parker was talking about how we need to pray over these spirits of uncleanness and all these things in this city. Amen. Each one of us can has a purpose to pray. Amen. That is one unique thing that's the same with all of us. It's, we can, we, all of us can pray. Amen. A handicapped person can pray. A deaf person can pray. A blind person can pray. Amen. We can bind devils and loose the Spirit of God in this city. And so we can pray. Amen. We can share this gospel. We can show forth that love that, that we've been talking about all this month. Amen. Shedding the love of God abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know that, that interesting thing about that love that agape love, and I like to look at agape love as an unconditional, because that's that God love that He had for us. It was unconditional. Amen. It wasn't. It wasn't based on well, so and so did this, and it's just you know that's how the devil works. He tells us when we're right at that point in our walk, in our in our stepping toward the Lord, he'll he'll come to our mind and tell us, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you've just been too wicked. You've been too evil. You've just been too bad to come to the Lord. How many ever experienced that in your in your path and your your journey toward the Lord? Amen. Every one of us has heard that devil lie in our mind, right, and, and tell us those things. And so, we are here tonight, today, according to His purpose. We are in this place according to His purpose. Amen. I wouldn't want to live. You know, I've heard people say that. Oh, it'd be really neat and cool to live back in. In the days when Paul was preaching, amen. But I'm telling you what, right now, I'd rather be living in this day and time right now where I'm at. Amen. This is still the book of Acts church right here and right now, amen. But there's going to be things happening. The Bible said, Jesus said that, that greater the things than these shall ye do. And that he was talking about us, amen. And so we have his spirit and power, amen. We can overcome devils. We can overcome the prince of this city and take control of this city, amen. We can do mighty things for the kingdom, amen. If we realize that it's not according to our plan, but it's according to his purpose, if you could, amen. Let's, let's bow our heads today. Father, we love you, Jesus. Lord, I know I'm not. I've been a murmurer and I've been a complainer. I know I'm not where I need to be, Father. I know that 
that there's been things in my life, Lord Jesus, I've missed opportunities because I have desired to do my will and not your will, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would help me, Lord Jesus, to realize who I am and who you are and where I am, O oh God. And, and my purpose and my plan, Lord Jesus, is your purpose and your plan, not mine, Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every soul in the sound of my voice in this place today, Father, that you would lead and guide and direct, Lord Jesus, that you would specifically speak to each one of these today, Lord, in this service. Father, that you would lead us and guide us, Lord Jesus. Help us to realize, Lord Jesus, how, how precious and how special we are like that showbread. Lord, we are before your presence day and night, Lord Jesus. You have all things worked out in our life together for your good and for your purpose and for your plan. And we thank you, Father, for working your purpose in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know.